Hi, I'm Caroline Leach and welcome to the Authors and Audiences podcast. Thank you for joining me. I'm a Scottish Texan and a young adult novelist, and if you're an author or or an illustrator, I'm here to help you learn to present yourself and your books in public with confidence and professionalism, so that you can not only connect with your readers and sell more books, but so you can impress your publishers and sell more books. On Authors and Audiences, my amazing guests and I will share with you our top presentation tips and key promotion strategies to help you feel really powerful whenever you're talking to one person or to a thousand. And we'll also talk about how you can find and create those speaking opportunities too. Wherever you are on your publishing path and whatever sort of books you create, Authors and Audiences is for you. Because most of all, I want you to feel so well prepared to talk about yourself and your books, you'll be able to go into any public setting, whether online or in person, feeling excitement, not fear. Welcome to Episode 7 of Authors and Audiences. Now, looking back over the launch of this podcast over the last couple of weeks, I will admit that my plan to put up six episodes in two weeks as a launch extravaganza proved to be quite challenging. But I did it, and I even managed to love almost every minute of doing it too. But now, we're going to take it all back down to a more manageable pace, both for you as a listener and for me. So from now on, I'm going to be posting an author interview every second Wednesday, And that author's Q&A bonus episode will go up two days later on Friday. And sometimes it won't be an author, it'll be someone else who's fascinating and incredibly inspiring to both you and me. And then in between the interviews, you'll have me diving deeper into a topic which came up in my author conversations, and I promise it will be something that you'll be really interested to hear more about. And on top of that, I'm also planning some really exciting bonus adventures for you and me to take together. And the first of those will be in early December, so make sure you listen out over the next few weeks for more information. Or even better, sign up for my newsletter in the show notes and subscribe to the show so you definitely don't miss out. And if you're a 2023 debut author, by which I mean you're going to have your first book out in 2023, then you really need to go and do both of those things right now and listen extra carefully over the next few episodes, because this exciting thing might be just aimed straight at you. Okay, so let's do some deeper diving. Today's topic actually falls on very neatly from both episode one and also episode five when I talked to Chris Kander. I hope you've had a chance to listen to episode one, in which I took you back to the absolute basics of public presentation preparation. I'll try saying that three times fast. If you recall, I gave you three important questions to ask yourself. Who, what, why? As I told you then, everything you present in public can be built up from your answers to these questions. Plus, with a little tweaking and a little practice, they will give you a really good introduction speech so you can introduce yourself and your book without stumbling and feeling a fool. So if you didn't catch episode one, or you did, but you haven't followed up by actually answering those questions for yourself, I really suggest that you go back and do them sometime soon. Because once you have those pieces of information as your base, 
you can then ask that fourth important question I mentioned. And there are two slightly different versions of it. First is, what next? Which is a very practical and pragmatic question and is great when you want to plan sensible things to do. But for those of us who like to dream a little and make many of our decisions based on, well, based on emotion, we might instead like to ask ourselves, what could I do if I weren't afraid? And this is a question I'll be bringing up again and again over the next few weeks and months. And in particular, in January, when I take you through some goal setting exercises as a way of celebrating the arrival of a brand new year. And I suppose I could have left talking about this fourth question until then, but what a waste of two wonderful months that would be. Because in January, we're going to be looking at what goals we might set, you know, things we plan to achieve by the end of next year or by the end of five years. And I expect that many of those goals, well, I hope they will be things that right now feel beyond you for whatever reason, either by a little or hopefully by a lot. And that's great because reaching for what we can't yet do is how we grow as humans. But you and I have just under two months to go until we do that goal setting exercise together. And that's when we'll set distant goals. But what's stopping us right now from taking a step or two in that direction? And by right now, I mean today, well, this week. Okay, if you really want to push it, I'll give you to the end of November to do something, anything to push yourself just a couple of steps towards that distant goal. Because every step counts, doesn't it? You know, if you decide to run a marathon, you don't just set off immediately to run 26 plus miles, do you? No, you go out and run to the top of the street and then you build up to a 5k and then a 10k and, and before you know it, you're running a half marathon and then a full marathon. You couldn't have done that on day one, but you've built up your skills and your strength and your stamina step by step, literally, until you got to be what you wanted to be. And the same thing goes for public speaking and presentation. Each one of us will have very different ideal event that they'd like to have as their ultimate public speaking goal. Maybe you'd like to be the keynote speaker at a major publishing or library conference, or you'd love to stand up and give your winner's speech at the National Book Awards or the Booker Prize without notes and without hesitation. Or you'd love to be interviewed by the New York Times or on one of the late night TV chat shows. Or you'd like to present one of the late night chat shows. Or SNL. Uh, okay, let's dial it back again. Okay, what's the biggest writing or publishing conference you can think of? Think New York, LA, Chicago, convention centre, exhibition space, thousands of people milling around expectantly, waiting for the keynote speaker to begin. Well, I bet there's not many of us who would feel confident and competent enough to stand up and give a major keynote speech like that this week. Would you? I wouldn't. But might you feel ready to, say, go into your local school? or your local library and give a talk to students about your career as a writer or to lead them in a workshop in characterisation or setting or plotting. That feels a lot more manageable, doesn't it? No? Okay, I'm listening to you. 
Maybe even that feels a little too much. So what about switching on your phone camera and recording a short video about a great book you just read? Or about your latest work in progress and how that's going? Or practice your elevator pitch by introducing yourself to this random invisible audience? Now that's manageable, surely. After all, no one's going to see it, are they? So what's stopping you from trying that right now? You can decide later whether you want to post it or not. So that's a great first step. And here's a great second step. Whether you like the video or not, post it anyway. Go on, do it. It's really not that scary. Okay, here's another first step. Is there a local blogger that you read? You know, somebody who covers what goes on in your town. How hard could it be to offer them an interview? It really, it's not as hard as you think it is. And if talking to them still feels like too much, then why not offer to write a guest blog post for their site? And then you can go back and offer them an interview later on, because that would be the natural second step. So tell me, what small first step could you take this week? And make it a step that feels just a tiny bit uncomfortable right now. And then once you've done that, what would the natural second step after it be? And the reason it's important to look at a first step leading to a second step is that once that first terrifying step has been taken, you know, let's say you go into your local school to give a talk, well, you'll never have to give a school talk for the first time ever again. And since we all know that doing something for the first time can be scary, we also know that once we've done it once, the next time it'll feel easier. And the next time, even easier. And the more you do it, the more competent you become. And the more competent you become, the more comfortable and confident you become. And so with every new and uncomfortable step on your path, you'll feel your chin lift a bit higher and your back a bit straighter and your shoulders broader. And by the time you get that call, which invites you onto late night TV or tells you you've won an award or are invited to give the keynote speech, you'll immediately say, yeah, sure, sure, I can do that. And that's where this connects back to episode five. So if you remember, Chris Kander told me the story of a brutally embarrassing incident that happened to her in class in college and how that experience later brought on such desperate stage fright she had to have treatment called EMDR to reprogram her neural pathways. But after that, she said, it's all about practice. From there, I mean, it was a combination of having, you know, addressed it directly and then just practiced because now at this point I've, I've done so many hundreds of appearances, book club meetings, um, bookstore interactive presentations, events that I feel quite comfortable now. So ask yourself now, what first uncomfortable step can I take today? What can I share on social media? Who can I reach out to this week so I can present myself in a public space? And what else can I do by the end of this month? by the end of the year. You know, Eleanor Roosevelt is often misquoted as having said, 
do something every day that scares you, which is easy to remember. However, what she actually said is even more powerful for me. She said, you gain strength, courage and confidence by every experience in which you really stop to look fear in the face. So please, don't make your plan for that first step something you already feel comfortable doing. Instead, think of something that makes you feel uncomfortable or even fearful, and then do it anyway. I really hope you enjoyed this episode of Authors and Audiences. I'd love to hear back from you and what resonated with you or what questions came up that you'd love me to answer in another episode. Please subscribe to Authors and Audiences wherever you're listening to this episode or on any other podcast provider. Because I'm going to be introducing you to such an amazing bunch of guests over the coming weeks. And I have loads of really useful information to share with you. So subscribe so you won't risk missing even one episode. So do like and follow the programme there. And let me know what resonates with you. What thoughts or questions are coming into your mind? So thanks again for listening. I look forward to having you join me again next week when I've got an incredibly special episode and author interview for you with the amazing Newbury winner, Pay Keller. I'm Caroline Leach, and you've been listening to Authors and Audiences.